0: Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry and reach flip sets up first and goal at the. Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming. Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on guys, welcome to the Cowboys B Podcast for August 4th, 2023, and on today's episode, we are going to be going over the altercation between Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott, altercation quote-unquote, um, we will be going over the wide receivers. Which wide receivers do I think are going to make the team? And we're also going to be going over Luke Schoonmaker returning to practice pretty soon here. Before we get into the episode, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure to like the video. If you're uh, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to leave a review. Let's get some more reviews up, guys. Let's get some more reviews. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, it really does help out the page a lot. So uh, make sure to leave a review if you are enjoying the podcast. But uh, without further ado, let's get into it. So I'm sure everybody's heard by now about Trayvon Diggs' comments towards Doc Prescott. That meant absolutely nothing where he said to Doc Prescott, and I'm using his words, shut your bitch ass up. Um, to me, this is a non-story, to be honest with you. And, and, and everybody has already talked about it, about how this is just competitive nature it is just competitive nature. That's all this is. Uh, I played sports growing up, and I and, and I don't want to go over this and reiterate what everybody else is saying. I played football, I played basketball, I played baseball, all, all different types of sports growing up. And you talk trash. It is what it is. It, it honestly makes the environment more fun. It brings the best out of you when you're talking trash. To be honest with you, I... I actually miss that part of playing sports because I don't really get to play all that much too often. That's the best part of it. You know, and honestly, I actually love the passion that these guys are showing in training camp. This is a competitive training camp and as it should be, because guess what? If you're competitive amongst each other, what do you expect is going to happen when you go up against other teams? You're going to be competitive against other teams. You're going to be talking trash to other teams and rightfully so. The Cowboys are a damn good team this year. This is a damn good offense. This is a damn good defense. And both of these sides are bringing out the best in each other throughout training camp. So to, to be honest with you, I don't mind this at all. As a matter of fact, I actually encourage uh, both sides to be talking trash. And Doc Prescott puts it forward. You want, to know, you, you want to know it's funny. Like People are like, oh, well, nobody would ever say this to Jalen Hurts or this, that, and the third. Okay, Trayvon Diggs Trayvon Diggs was Jalen Hurts' teammate. At Alabama. Has a lot of respect for the guy. What did he do? Uh, there was a slant route week three of 2023. Um, Trayvon Diggs deflected it. Went right in Jalen Hurts' face and had some words for him. He's got love for the guy. It's it's competitive nature. But this is the problem, though. And it's, it's being perpetuated by, quite frankly, the national media and Eagles content creators. Which, by the way, Eagles content creators, I'm going to say this right now. You guys are fucking weird. Flat out, you guys are weird. Um, I, I don't understand your guys' obsession with covering our team. Don't you guys have a team to cover? It's, it's like for you to be a, a successful Eagles content creator, you have to first talk trash about the Cowboys, and two, uh, you have to report on Eagles news. That's second to uh, slandering the Cowboys. But for some reason, you guys can't beat us. You guys talk all this trash on this team, but you can't beat us. Uh, the last, what, five times Dak Prescott has played your team, I think they've averaged 35 and a half points per game. Shut up. Shut up. We can't beat Aaron Rodgers. Do we talk trash about Aaron Rodgers? No, because we can't beat him. So if you can't beat Dak, shut up. Or to use Trayvon words, shut your A up. Honestly, it's 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 really annoying. But there's this, this narrative being perpetuated that, oh, well, you know, Dak Prescott isn't a great leader. They don't respect him. They don't, you know, they don't look at him as the guy that can lead them to a Super Bowl. Can you guys stop with this? Can you? I mean, it was so bad the other day. I was listening to um, Stephen A. Smith talk about the Spence Crawford fight. I don't know why I did this. Um, it was something that popped up on my timeline. I was like, you want to know why? I do want to hear some commentary on this. Let me see if they actually have a boxing expert on uh talking about this. They didn't. They had Stephen A. Smith, who's the furthest thing from an expert on anything. Um, and he said, I I, I saw I saw some of them brothers over there from the Cowboys. They saying, Yo, we real this year. That's a, a, my that's my Stephen A. Smith impersonation. I I tried. Um and basically what He was saying was, oh, well, you know, they were talking about how good the defense was. That means that, you know, they don't believe in their quarterback. That's what that means. It's like, no, Stephen A. Smith, that's not what that means at all. That's not what that means at all. Do you think the Chiefs, if the Chiefs had that type of defense, do you think they're going to go up to you when they're talking to you and say, yo, Patrick Mahomes is like that. We already know he's like that. And I'm not comparing the two quarterbacks, by the way. I know people get sensitive when it comes to stuff like that. But you know what Dak Prescott is. You know what he brings to the table. Do I have to come up to you and reiterate that? Like, that's so weird. Like, oh my Lord, that's such a reach. That might be the biggest reach that I've heard all year. Oh, we're talking about how good our defense is because this is a special unit. You know, this could be the best defense in the league. This could be one of the the best defenses from this entire era. That's the potential that they have. So when you have something like that, Don't you want to let people know, yeah, we're like that, man. And honestly, let them know you're like that. But this is what the national media does. You have Lashawn McCoy. Oh, I would never say that to Tom Brady. Dude, you played offense. Why would you say something like that to your quarterback? You're not competing against your offense. The defense is competing against the offense. And I can tell you this, Lashawn McCoy definitely had some words for for people on the opposing uh, defense, Uh, even on his own team during training camp. I can tell you he had words for them. Jesse Howie talked about it. Defenders would go up and talk trash to Tom Brady all the time. It is what it is. It's not a big deal at all. I I, I just, I really, I, it's, oh man. Oh man, they're, they're reaching hardcore. But even like, even when I talk football with one of my best friends, he's one of my best friends, but we call, we call each other stupid and idiots when we're talking football sometimes. doesn't mean anything. You know, once we're done, it is what it is. You know, we move on to the next topic. We move on to something else that we want to talk about. And it's it's all love from there. You know, it, it means nothing. It means nothing. So um, I actually hate that I have to talk about this. I really didn't want to because I feel like there's better things to talk about. But, you know, since it is it is kind of like during the training camp period, I think that this has probably been the slowest stretch of days uh, in terms of news. So, eh. Better now than uh, than other days where you know we we had a lot of news to talk about. So yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about what looks like to be the most competitive battle so far this training camp, and that's getting into this wide receiver room. So right now. Uh, I think that there are five receivers that are definitely on this team. You know, things could happen, but I think that most likely these five wide receivers are going to be on the team. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, definitely. Brandon Cooks, definitely. Michael Gallup, definitely. Jalen Tolbert, uh, I would give that a 95% chance that he's on this team. Uh, Kevante Turpin, I would give him an 85% chance that he's on this team. You know, probably even higher than that. And then after that, you know, it depends on how many receivers the Cowboys want to keep. If they want to keep six receivers – then I think they're probably going to put Jalen Brooks on this team, uh, and I think that they end up do keep it. I, I think they're going to end up keeping six receivers. Um, if they want to keep seven, I think that Jalen Moreno Cropper is going to be on this team. I think that Simi Fioko is on the outside looking in. I mean, this is a guy that over the past few years uh, hasn't been getting reps. I mean, we haven't really seen him much during the regular season. And my question is, what Simi Fioko is going to bring to your team this year, even if he is better than let's just say a Brooks or a Cropper. Is he so much better that you're going to forego the potential that Brooks and Cropper could be better players than Simi Fiocco for a guy who's not going to get that many reps? Is it worth that? And the answer to that question is no. Like, Simi Fioko, I, I don't think he makes this team. I mean, he he was injured as well. I think he, he was fighting an injury. I think he missed a uh, practice. So that's something to take into consideration as well. And, and I mean, look, like, Guys are stepping up. And as fans, like I like Simi Fiocco. I think he's a good dude. I think he could be a good player. But at the end of the day, if there's people that are younger and that are playing at your level, I'm like, this is a business at the end of the day. And ultimately, as fans, we should want this team to have to make a tough decision come cut day. When it's time to get this roster down to 53 men, you should want this front office to make tough decisions. Because if they're making tough decisions, that means that they're cutting good players. I mean, it just is what it is. You know, like, not all these guys are going to make this team. And, you know, that's the unfortunate part, but that's that's also not a bad problem to have. You know, come cut day, there are going to be some people upset with some of the people that get cut from this team. But again, that's, that's a great thing. That's a great feeling. You know, like, it sucks, but at the same time, it really doesn't in the grand scheme of things, because you have a really damn good football team. Um, Jalen Brooks, you know, people keep talking about this guy, man. Like, they keep talking about how good he's looked so far in training camp. And, you know, like, last year, TJ Vasher looked good in training camp for, like, a little bit there, but at the same time, I, I think where people kind of confuse him with TJ Vasher is that he looked good in spots, like, it, I, I didn't hear this much consistent hype about T.J. Vasher through last year's training camp. You're hearing about Jalen Brooks stacking good days on top of good days on top of good days. And man, I'll tell you this right now. If the, uh, if the Cowboys hit on both Eric Scott and Jalen Brooks, I don't want to hear any bitching come draft season. They shouldn't draft this person. They shouldn't draft that person. They should draft this person. We need to draft this person. Don't want to hear any bitching like that if if Jalen Marine or uh Jalen Brooks and and Eric Scott become players. <laughs> like we should have the utmost faith in this scouting department if that if that's the case. These are two guys that I even hear about come draft season. And it's like even when you got to the sixth and seventh round, I saw guys on the board that I still knew about, you know, that I still scouted during the draft period. Um so like the fact that I didn't hear about these guys and the Cowboys drafted them and they could potentially be players on this team yeah I mean that's that's something but like, my question is this if we were to keep let's just say seven receivers let's just say mm-hmm. I think you probably end up going light somewhere on on offense compared to the defense to be honest with you because you know this is a team that wants to keep four you know that might might keep four running backs might Dallas Morning News did their 53-man roster projection, and they had four running backs on this team. Ugh. They had four running backs and four tight ends as well. They had four running backs and four tight ends. They had, um, I think, their their uh, running backs were Power, Dowdle, Davis, Vaughn, and then their tight ends were, um, you know, the three: Hendershot, Ferguson, Schoonmaker, and Sean McKeon. Uh, I, I I would probably prefer to go heavy at receiver compared to heavy at running back, if if I'm being 100% honest with you. And it depends, is Hunter Lipke going to make this team? Because to me, I would just I would roll with three tight ends. Um, I don't think anybody's going to pick up Sean McKeon on, on waivers. I just don't see that happening. The guy hasn't been productive enough throughout the course of his career. I think this is, what, his third or fourth season now with the Cowboys? And he hasn't really done much. So I don't think that... Teams are going to be clamoring to pick up Sean McKeon off waivers. I think that he could definitely get on the practice squad. And that's the thing that we have to ask ourselves, you know, and that's a decision that the Cowboys are going to make. Okay, which one of the, we like both of these players. Which one of these players is more likely to get through waivers? And if you're telling me, if if Moreno Cropper has a good uh, preseason, are you going to tell me, well, you want to know what? I think that uh, uh, Sean McKeon uh, should be on this team over. Jalen Moreno-Cropper, even though Jalen Moreno-Cropper has a, a higher ceiling, let's just say, if he shows that during training camp. Well, the more likely guy to get through waivers is Sean uh, um, yeah, McKeon. So, you know, that's a decision that that I, I think they're going to make. Which one of these guys is more likely to get through waivers? Um, and, you know, when, when you're talking about... And, and I actually don't even think McKeon's going to make this team because I, I do think... Uh, Hunter is pro- probably going to make this team. We haven't really heard much of him, but, um, you know, that's probably a guy that we'll have to evaluate during the preseason uh, period. But, yeah, so if you were to go seven, I'm fine with that because if, you know, I I wanted the numbers to make sense. And when I saw the 53-man projection from the Dallas Morning News, I said, all right, four running backs. We don't need four running backs. You don't you don't need four running backs. What do you need four running backs for? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I get I get it that they like Dowdle and you know, Dowdle is a guy who tends to get hurt. So, you know, that's something to take into consideration. But, you know, I would rather keep one of these I'd rather keep one of these receivers around compared to another running back. I don't know. It, you know, it's I guess everybody's gonna have their preference when it comes to that, but that's just the way I look at it. So Luke Schoonmaker is expected to be back at camp here pretty soon. He missed all of camp so far with plantar fascia, and uh, they expect him to be back here pretty soon, which is a really good thing. This is a guy who was their second round pick, and you know, like they're expecting things from him this upcoming season. We should be expecting things from him this upcoming season. When you have a second round pick, you should expect things. Absolutely, like this is a guy that should see the field right away, and you know, I. This is why I was cautiously optimistic about the Luke Schoonmaker pick. I was cautiously optimistic because while he is a tremendous athlete, he's big, he does some things very well. Um, I mean, he's also 25 years old and he dealt with injuries coming into the NFL. You know, those are two things that you had to take into consideration when the Cowboys ended up drafting this guy. You know, I think he has a lot of potential. But, I mean, there is some downside with this pick as well. Like, he's not going to be a surefire thing. I think from a talent perspective, he will be because I think that his game translates over to, into the NFL. And what does he do well? He's a tremendous point-of-attack blocker, and I think that he's a guy that's going to be able to provide some things in the receiving game as well. Like, I don't think Michigan got that out of him because that's not the type of offense that Michigan runs. But, you know, I mean, that him not being available – and him being a little bit of an older prospect, those are things that, you know, do scare me a bit because this is a guy that's going to be 25 years old when he plays his first game in the NFL. So after four years, when he's done, he'll be 29 years old. Now, granted, he is a tight end, and tight ends do tend to play a little longer than other positions. So, you know, that's something to take into consideration. But when he's already dealing with some of the injuries that he's dealing with, and, you know, he stayed an extra year in high school because he was recovering from an injury— I I I don't know. I I just don't know. I want to like this pick. I was all for the Cowboys drafting a tight end early in this past draft, and the reason why is because I think they really want to live in twelve personnel. And 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 to be honest with you, when I talk about living in twelve personnel, I don't think that Peyton Hendershot is necessarily a, a, a an end line type of tight end. He can do it like he's not bad at being an end line tight end, but he's to me a guy that's detached from the line, the line of scrimmage, big slot receiver, Mike Gesicki type. That's where I think he's going to thrive in the NFL. I don't think he thrives as a point of attack blocker. I don't think he thrives as an end line tight end. So now that you did invest, you know, good draft capital and a guy that can do those things, you don't need Peyton Hendershot to do things that he's not necessarily great at doing. Just focus on being, uh, you know, a vertical threat as a tight end. And I think that Luke Schoonmaker provides all that other stuff that Peyton Hendershot doesn't bring. So, you know, to me, Luke Schoonmaker coming back pretty soon, great news, great news. Hopefully, uh, you know, he can can hit the ground running when he gets back to training camp. But, you know, ultimately we're going to have to wait and see with Luke Schoonmaker. I'm still cautiously optimistic about this pick. I don't feel as great as uh, about the pick as I once did. Even though I never really felt like great about the pick, I understand why they drafted him because he was the best tight end still available, and they wanted to draft the tight end. This is what they wanted to do, and I think that was something that McCarthy uh, brought down in the front office. I want another tight end in this offense. I lost Dalton Schultz. Go get me a guy that can be an adequate replacement for him. I don't think that Luke Schoomaker year one is going to be as good as Dalton Schultz, but you don't need him to be. Because here's the thing: this is what I said with um, you know, the Cowboys moving on from Amari Cooper last year. I said, I'm okay with it if you find an adequate replacement. They didn't find an adequate replacement, right? Because CeeDee Lamb was gonna replace what Amari Cooper uh the production that Amari Cooper brought. Actually, CeeDee Lamb was more productive than him the year before they got rid of Amari Cooper. But I'm like, CeeDee Lamb is your Amari Cooper now. And then you need somebody to step into that C D Lamb role, and nobody did it. You know, so for the tight ends, to me, I think that Jake can be as good as Dalton Schultz was last year. I don't necessarily think Dalton Schultz was that great. I think that Jake Ferguson has a higher ceiling than Dalton Schultz. You need somebody to fill what Jake Ferguson brought to your offense, and what did he bring to your offense? I think like 180 yards last year. Now, granted, I don't think he had the type of opportunity that. Um, You know, I think Luke Schoomaker is going to get this upcoming season. But I think Luke Schoomaker can replace what Jake Ferguson brought to your offense. And then you have Peyton Hendershot. Whatever more he can give you from last season, that's a plus. That's a plus. So... Luke maker coming back soon, obviously that's good news. So that's going to be it for the episode though, guys. If you haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe as well. I would greatly appreciate that. If you're watching this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. That would be greatly appreciated. Let's make sure to leave a review this time. Uh, Let's get these reviews up, guys. I would greatly appreciate that. But it is Friday. And uh, the weekend is among us. I have no plans right now, which is actually a really good thing because that means I'll hopefully be able to get a lot of work done. Um, uh, one of the last calm weekends remaining until the football season begins, and I think I'm just going to stay home and and, and just relax uh, because we are in for a long season, and I do plan on doing a lot of work this upcoming season for not just Cowboys beat for Chris on football, my secondary page on YouTube. Make sure to go check that out. But um, yeah, guys, I will see you in the next episode and enjoy your weekends. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll
1: We'll see you next next time time on on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. (laughs)